midfielder. Can he tee up someone in red? And it goes towards Lundgren! to stoppage time soccer show my name is jordan wiegand and with me today is a man who scored himself a ps5 today it's logan Stump. hello how's it going awful uh and then also Agreed. with me today is a guy who just got his mba matt hartgrove how are you yeah and also logan bought me a ps5 so <laughs> i didn't realize well, matt lived in, in the basketball <laughs> association Oh, that's the NBA. I'm yes, no, this smart. is the, uh, this is, yeah, this is something. That's smart now. Like, now he's like. Yeah, I know exactly smart. how to steal your PS5. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he got his master's. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, congrats. I'm send you a yeah. selfie with that's a lot your PS5 and your cat. Yeah. I don't know. The PS5 was pretty tough to I was going to say, I was like, I, I was going to say the master's might be hard to get, but then I was like, oh, so is the PS5, so. But it no, actually almost—it probably took us both about the same amount of time. When did you start <laughs> trying to get your PS5? Uh, 2019, right? <laughs> no, pre-orders. Those pre-orders last year, like oh, uh, 2020. September of 2020. Feels like five years. Oh, ago. See, I started school in February of 2020, so it only took <laughs> about the same time. <laughs> and uh, I am Jordan Wiegand. Like I said, I got nothing going for me this week, uh, but I will be seeing Spider-Man twice. That's nice. That is fun. That's something going. Going to see it before me. Yes, I'm going to probably I'll see it five you times before you. Uh, <laughs> if you send a single Spider-Man spoiler, I'm blocking you on every social media. <laughs> I like don't even go on Facebook like more than maybe once a week. That's good though. At least you'll be able to avoid it. Twitter though, Twitter's rough. Yeah. Twitter's the worst for it. Yeah. TikTok and we, and we kind of have to be on Twitter for like these, uh, you, you know, the news um, and everything. Like this, we went to the Seven Eleven right by us in uh, celebration. They, and they had, no, they had Spider Man No Way Home uh, Funkos. Oh, really? Oh, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> they had like that's the awesome. Spider Man when he's in that uh, like Doctor Strangey type suit where he's doing. Oh yeah, the... I have that one. Yeah, I saw that one there. So nice. can't go anywhere at these places. Uh. So I had, uh, you know, a bad week. It's already only Monday. But you know who else had a bad week? Uh, UEFA. Uh, they tried to do their round of 16 draw and uh, had an error where the Manchester United ball was not in the draw for the Atletico Madrid draw uh, when they were eligible to um, face them. They said it was some sort of software issue. I guess they use the software that tells them like those calculations of, all right, this team can't be in this one, this team can't be, can't be in this one. For some reason, United was ruled out. 
they realized it afterwards. People were pointing this out. Journalists and fans were pointing this out. And UEFA then had to do, what, maybe two, three hours later that they ended up going ahead and redrawing. Uh, Didn't matter for Chelsea. They got the same exact draw, so that's pretty good for them. But uh, the rest of the draw, let's just go through it here. Uh, We did have a pretty appetizing draw at one point. We had PSG, Manchester United for Messi, Ronaldo, and that's no longer a thing. Um, So we have Salzburg, who was going to play uh, Liverpool, they're going to face Bayern Munich. Um, Sporting CP is facing Manchester City. I, I forget who City had beforehand. Villarreal. No, oh, okay. I think it was Villarreal. oh, this is much better for City. Um, Benfica. Uh, well, Villarreal has been, you know, in like Champions League finals or you know Europa League finals. They've they've been. Yeah, I think it's pretty even. Don't uh, beat the yeah, crap. I'd rather out of- I'd rather face Sporting. Yeah. <laughs> Sporting um, had Juventus. They're probably like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now they're, they're, they're even, on the road. Same thing oh, with I Salzburg. Could, like, I was gonna say Salzburg probably went. Yeah, Salzburg. Crap, Liverpool, and then they went. Oh, we might have a chance. Nah, you're getting Bayern. <laughs> Benfica and uh, gets Ajax. Chelsea gets Lille. So it'll be Pulisic if he's still there, uh, facing off against Timothy Weah. Um, Atletico Madrid. Gets Manchester United. So Manchester United, the one that wasn't in the draw for Atletico Madrid, ends up getting them in the redraw. So that's pretty funny. Villarreal gets Juve. Inter gets Liverpool. So bye-bye Inter. And you have PSG Real Madrid. So this is still interesting because it'll be Messi going up against Real Madrid. Uh, even uh, what Sergio Ramos is at PSG. So this will be him mm-hmm. going up against uh, Real Madrid. So it'll be some pretty... Interesting. He came out and said, I'm going to die for PSG or something like that. <laughs> Coming to the game. Well, like, are they, they, are they shooting each other? That far. <laughs> <laughs> this is a war. Um, uh, what was the other thing? I read? Oh, these yeah. games are the 15th, 16th, 22nd, and 23rd of February. And for all the Liverpool fans that listen to us, Liverpool could not have drawn Villarreal. I don't know how many people I had to correct on Twitter today. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was seeing like I would be scrolling and I see Matt respond to somebody and I'm like, oh, that's nice. I'll give a like to that one and I scroll oh, and I like. see the same exact tweet and I'm like, okay, he's going on a spree here, so I'm not gonna <laughs> like every single one of these. They were like, so many people going like, oh my god, they messed up again. Of course they did. And then you're like, no, they didn't. This is pretty. And Liverpool fans were probably like, and this time they won't fix it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's exactly. Yeah. My favorite part of the draw was I've never heard. Leal pronounced the way that they they pronounced the whole thing lost Leal and I was like I didn't know you actually say that L O S C I just thought it was they were just going yeah. lost Leal and I was like okay that's pretty funny yeah not really a challenge for any of the Premier League teams well the top three United will probably struggle against Atletico but the other ones Inter might end up like dead tired after playing Liverpool one game. The whole Serie A is just not built for Premier League teams. <laughs> oh, we got some breaking news here, too. Manchester United's game against Brentford has been postponed today. So it was supposed to be... When was it supposed to be? This week? Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah. It's postponed now. It's a lot um, of... Yeah, that's the next concerning. story I want to lead with here. The Premier League have... Uh, 
42 Premier League players and staff tested positive for coronavirus between December 6th through the 12th. Um, so this is the highest figures since January when they had 40. Um, yeah. Sunday's game uh, against Brighton and Tottenham was postponed due to an outbreak in the Spurs camp. Manchester United's game for Tuesday is in doubt is when this article said it is canceled now. Um the safety of everybody is a priority, and the Premier League has taken all precautionary steps in light of the recent rise in COVID-19 cases across the country, a statement read. But yeah, um, also Leicester and Aston Villa have had cases recently as well. So And Brighton. Yeah, I think I mentioned them earlier with the Tottenham, or is that somebody else? Oh, maybe. Yeah, Brighton. Like yeah, yeah, that was yeah. yeah. You know, uh, Omicron is supposed to be the new dominant strain. It's going to take over Europe as the dominant strain quickly here, it says. So that could be seen as good or bad because from all reports, it is less um, less deadly. Yeah, it's less deadly, but it spreads quicker. So it's mm-hmm. weird. Like it'll it, like Matt was talking about, I, I like what Matt said about what the NFL have done, um, where they're implementing well, they can test into the... But again, they're... they're their issues there stem from not being able to get as uh, many people vaccinated as quickly as possible. So I know a lot of their fans and a lot of people around the personnel around the team and stuff have had a harder time getting vaccinated. It's, it's, it's an interesting situation. Cause like the NFL even came out today and said there was like 34, 35 positives mm-hmm. and only, it sounds like only one of them is Omicron. It's some, like I read, um, they said it's like a tier three staffer for Washington. Um, so he doesn't even come in contact with players, mm. but they do have a good system set up in regards to vaccinated players because, you know, Logan and I are Miami Dolphin fans and they have th- four players now on their list and they're all vaccinated. So as long as they have two negative tests, they're fine. It, it is a weird system too, because I, one of the, I know it's we're a soccer podcast, but you know, they're both football. So we'll talk about both, but um in comparison, the the Rams, the team that plays tonight, they're they're one of their players tested positive today, but then he took another test and it was negative. So if he tests negative tomorrow, he's only spending one day on the list. He can't play tonight. But I think that's where the Premier League, if if this is a dominant strain, but ind- indicators are it's not as serious, in a sense where it yes you're going to probably catch it, but. You might not even know you caught it at this point. Heck, maybe all of us have already had it, you know. And if you, I hate saying it like in a sense of, you know, if you test, you're going to find it. But obviously they're athletes and they are going to test because that's part of their safety. You're going to have to change protocol in the Premier League if this is going to be the case. Because what if the, you know, for instance, Liverpool are over 99% vaccinated, which I guess means like maybe one player isn't you know, vaccinated. So right now, if any of those players test positive, probably all of them are vaccinated, but they can't do anything for 10 days, no matter the, no matter what happens, they could test negative the next day, but they're still out 10 days. So you're affecting the, the premier league needs to either change how they're doing it because 
it is going to start affecting teams again and again, where some teams might not play for a week because maybe both teams they're supposed to face Mm -hmm. have these positive cases. Um, And, you know, Tottenham is supposed to play against Leicester. I think they said that that game sounds like it's going to go ahead, but it might not because what if Leicester can't play because of their cases? So, you know, it, it, it seems like you guys have said that the strain itself is, is less lethal, but it's more contagious, which is apparently what's supposed to happen with viruses. Mm -hmm. But with that, you have to start adjusting your protocols or else we're going to get to a point where there's like half the team's not playing, even though they probably could in that instance, because maybe guys are testing negative really quickly. So, I mean, that's my opinion on it. Jordan got the experience at the MLS (laughs) side. Yeah. Yeah. So Philadelphia Union had 11 players out due to safety protocols. We never really got the word if they were all testing positive Mm -hmm. or not, but it seems like that from the coaches viewpoint that the players were healthy and would have been able to play if it wasn't for the protocols which show and the and the union are a hundred percent vaccinated. Mm-hmm. So at that point, mm-hmm. it almost feels like a punishment that you're vaccinated because you can't play while somebody else, while well, cause you're going off the same protocols as somebody else who, um, you know, back when we didn't have vaccines or whatever. Um, you know, like last year at this time when the, when the EPL was going through this, the vaccine wasn't really being distributed a lot, right? Like it r- really took off more in the, um, like early 2021, you know, and, and at this point they were probably still playing without fans, right? Mm-hmm. Like last year at this time. So I don't know. I think if anything, if they're really worried about it, um, then they'll have to, you know, if instead of shutting it down, like I've read some Premier League people are worried about that. Just go back behind closed doors if you need to. Um, though, you know, I guess we'll see how it goes from there. But I do think at some point, you know, everybody's always said there this thing's not really going to ever really go away. This is yeah. always going to be a new normal. Then we're going to have to start acting like there's a new normal. And, you know, a player can test positive for the flu and play. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to equate this to the flu, but I'm saying if the Omicron variant is not as bad, then, you know, th- the thing is they're still finding all this stuff out. You know, they're still figuring out how bad this stuff is. So, I don't know. Once we have those answers, I think maybe the protocols will be adjusted because like you said, if you're going to test for it, uh, you're going to get the positives. And if they're vaccinated and maybe the other team doesn't have a vaccinated player, well, it really shouldn't be on the vaccinated player to sit out. I feel like at that point, mm-hmm. almost like the unvaccinated player should. But um, again, a, I don't know how all this stuff is going to work out. It's a weirdly dangerous precedent. To, to like think about going behind closed doors because it will probably continue for a few years. Mm-hmm. But if it gets in a sense weaker, even though you're more likely to catch it, I, that's where I'm starting to go. Like at this point, you just change protocols. Like at this point you have to start re- thinking about it. I actually just read that NFL is looking at changing them. I don't know what they're looking to change, but um you're it, it's something where you're gonna have to start either I, i'm not saying they should play if they test positive but like make it to where it, it there also isn't really like a rule like arsenal were dealing with an issue at the very start of the year and you read a lot of arsenal fans going why is this happening now but not when we had like five players test positive before that first game there isn't like a rule like it sounds like most of the reason united are having it canceled is that they couldn't train 
not because they have too many positives, because it sounds like most of their positives aren't even players on their main team. It's like youth players and staffing at the actual training grounds. And that sounds like like Villa have the same thing where they're supposed to play tomorrow. And it sounds like they are because they only had like two players and just some staff. So it's like, but they also didn't train. So what's the, like, what's the situation here with why certain teams are getting canceled games and certain teams aren't, they're not, it's not consistent and that's going to cause more issues. Definitely. And I, I mean, it's, it's going to put this in a, um, it's going to put it in a kind of a tough spot as, as we go forward. Um, it's just kind of stuff leagues have to deal with, I think at this point. And, you know, the, and I had no problems with the union. They didn't, they did not postpone that game with 11 players out. And it was probably what Logan, six starters. Um, yeah, and, at least. <laughs> and yeah. five of our best bench players. I mean, yeah. like it was, it was rough and they lost due to that, but, you know, at that point with all the money involved and stuff, and it was playoffs too. That's that's kind of where it differs, I think. You know, at EPL game they'll postpone because because they will. You know, if we're talking about NFL playoffs or we're talking about the Super Bowl or MLS playoffs, MLB playoffs, they would never postpone those unless if there was not enough players to play. And at that point, I almost feel like they would just give the win to the team that didn't have the outbreak at that point because they like if it's a Super Bowl. They're not postponing that. They have all the hotels. They have all of the, um, you know, tickets sold. They have all that stuff already bought up, and they have all the ad space already done and the TV deal. There's no way that stuff gets postponed. EPL with them not having any of that stuff makes it a little easier for them to do so. But, um, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, also we missed recording last week because you know Matt was busy with, uh, I guess, moving and school stuff. Logan had his booster shot and he was wiped out. He couldn't even remember what day it was. And then uh, I was Thursday. going to, I was going to record one myself, but actually anchor was down where we host it because of the AWS thing yeah. being down. The Amazon web services were down. So I couldn't even post it if I did. So <laughs> at that point, it just felt like, all right, we'll just cover a lot of this stuff next week because one, I don't think anybody wants to hear me just drone on by myself anyway, but. Sounds like um, this isn't soccer, but it's the other football. But they're saying a minute ago that um, NFL is expected to inform teams that all tier one and two employees are mandated to receive the booster. So, yeah, interesting. I think we get to that point too. Like, I think it was it was made available to all the kids, and once all the kids got it, I think you are going to see the in twenty twenty two. I think you are going to see more of. They're going to start mandating it for schools. They're going to start mandating it for younger kids to get the booster shot. And then I think at that point, I think at that point, you kind of what Jordan was talking about, you go to the new normal where, where you get this a yearly shot. And it, yes, it's infecting quite a bit of people. But I think if you get it to a point where it's not lethal and you get the you know mortality rate down, I think that eventually it, just, it does. It just becomes part of life and you start to just live on. And I mean, you can't really stop uh, so much of this, too. Once you open one of the doors, the, the floodgates tend to not go backwards. Unless, I mean, I know the German league has kind of gone backwards, but I don't know. It just seems like now that England and England and the United States tend to kind of they, follow each other. It definitely went backwards, but and to an extent, they're not. They're they're still having fans and everything, 
which I think is a good thing, but they also have the, they kind of also have the added benefit of they mostly have winter breaks, <laughs> you know? That's true. That's true. Like, that's, I think, something that really, I think, especially if they're going to start doing all these international tournaments more consistently, they're going to have to start doing that just for the players' sake, you know? Like, every team you're watching have more and more injury issues, too, added, adding into it. Like, I think West Ham lost, like, two center backs against the game against Chelsea in the span of, like, 10 minutes. And... There, that's a team that now got into Europe and are playing more games. So you're going to have to start looking into winter breaks, and that could also be hugely beneficial if it, it, you know, during the winter there's more of these positive tests too. Because what's even worse for Premier League is not only is it winter and the variant, but this is also their busiest time. Mm-hmm. where teams are playing like i think teams every have two, three days pretty much it feels yeah like. and because of boxing day i think most teams have literally a game on the 26th and then a game on the 28th like there's a lot of teams but the two games in that time span so premier league not only doesn't do a winter break but they go we're actually going to play more games <laughs> right and now that and that's going to affect it even more because teams are going to have so many games to catch up on and they might not even get a chance to finish when they want to. If other teams are, you know, like if Tottenham, I don't know what's happening with the conference league with them, but like if they are somehow go through or they fix that and they continue going through cup games, they might not have much of a chance to really <laughs> find time to actually make up certain games. They're going to have to like really push it. The good thing is, while it is a World Cup year, we it's not in the summer this year. This will be the benefit of having it in Qatar this this one time because if this was in any other place, we'd be worried about, okay, we, we have to get, just like they did with the Euros last year, we have to get this stuff to get done. If they need to push back that a little bit to get fit in the last few games or whatever, they should be able to do it and then still give them a break before they have to come back and do some more of the season, you know, start the new season because there is no world cup in the summer this year. It's going to be in the fall and they're going to adjust their schedule accordingly, but it'll allow for some of that. Hopefully it would allow for more of those opportunities to space some out, some of these games out when they, you know, are redoing some of this stuff. So Mm -hmm. I think that could help. Um, all right, so let's just talk a, bit, a little bit about the teams themselves. We're not going to go through each game because we missed last week, so now we're at like a, you know, uh, we'd have to do two weeks worth, and it'd probably take us two hours. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> we're not doing that. Uh, so we're gonna. I think it was better when we just had this discussion that we just did too, you know, than just going like, oh, this person scored. Like I think it made it better. Um, but. I think since the last time we spoke, Manchester City has now taken over the first spot. Liverpool's taken over second spot as Chelsea have now fallen to third. Now, they're only two points behind, but they've had some problems recently, and they've had some problems with defense, which, you know, they had a lead against Juve. uh, Was it Juve? No, Zenit in the Mm -hmm. Champions League that they gave up, I think, a few times. And then they, uh, which actually worked in their favor because they got Lille uh, in <laughs> in the draw. So, um, 
you know, it, it worked out better for them to to get that. But overall, it, they're in a rut. I feel like it took another late penalty for them to win this game. They had what two penalties given to them in this mm-hmm. game against um, uh, against Leeds, you know, and Leeds is sitting down in 15th place with 16 points. They've just been having some problems lately and they've had some problems scoring recently. They've also had, you know, Lukaku coming back from injury, but they are playing Werner ahead of them right now, which I still don't understand. Um, <laughs> Look, I knew Lukaku hasn't teared up, but some people are thinking he's like a flop, and I'm like, he's done it in this league before. Werner is not doing anything. I mean, he did score a goal, I guess, but uh, he hasn't really done much. Um, There's talk of them moving on from Pulisic in January. I don't think this team to really win title if we're going to lose a player like Pulisic. I mean, they might buy another player that'll come in for him, but you know, usually a team that's in the hunt for the top three uh, and being in the top battle here is not loaning players out in January or selling them in January. So I, I do want to get, I guess, everybody's thoughts here on the fall of Chelsea here. I mean, not to be dramatic, but I mean, they've fallen from first to third in pretty quick bits here. Now they're two points behind City when before it seemed like Chelsea might have been able to run away with it for a little bit. And then they've just kind of in the past, what, two, three weeks have been just really in a really bad rut in all competitions. Really. Um, Logan, how about you? You want to give some thoughts on Chelsea? Yeah, so eight points in the last five games, uh, collectively 15. They had that one uh, game against Senate that you mentioned. That kind of started their bad run of form. Um, they haven't kept a clean sheet since Juventus. Um, so, and, and that's been something that Mendy had been doing for quite some time in, in that defense. And I think that that had made them so sound um and now they've kind of dropped all the way back down into like where liverpool is um i mean they've got really good defenses the top three i mean i think that's what separates them again from what the you know the rest of the league even though they score it's on it it's also their defense their defense i think all three of them have gotten progressively better since last year um last year around this time i think all three of us probably could say that the defense could improve i know matt especially just because of the injuries that they had last year with liverpool but I think when you're looking at Chelsea, that's been the biggest difference that I've noticed. Another thing, too, is like you said, Jordan, they're not as goal-threatening. Um, honestly, their best goal scorer is on loan at Crystal Palace right now. Um, <laughs> and I know they've talked about Connor Gallagher possibly coming. Like, I, I suppose they have a clause that they think they can exercise, but I doubt that Tuchel and Chelsea, knowing their history with loans, um, would – recall him to bring him back to well, you know what they pick. you know what else I, I keep seeing people say there's no way chelsea should buy center attacking player or center player uh center midfielder you know with gallagher coming back from loan next year but i i almost guarantee he still doesn't see chelsea's team just because chelsea rarely operates that way and i feel yeah. like it's going to be another player that they just kind of let s- slip away from them at some point Right. Uh, another thing too, too that they talked about, they talked about him being more as uh, playing as an eight rather than the 10, because they said mm-hmm. that it was shocking how many shots at goals he gets. Um, and he's always been that way. He's always created. And that's kind of odd for an eight to try to create that much as far as the attacks concerned, um, because really Chelsea doesn't they kind of don't play that way. They, they play more of that center, like, like through the central, through maybe like a attacking mid, like you said, and he's not your typical attacking mid. He's more, he kind of like sits back and waits to, to kind of come through at the end through the box. And they said that he's 
better from a long range, which is shocking. He creates more from the d- deeper position in the field. So I don't know. It'd be interesting. I, I think uh, they got a couple things they need to work out. They need to work out. Uh, obviously, Timo Werner is just not it. Uh, and I think we've gotten to this point now where we've realized that he just can't play in this league. Pulisic can't stay healthy. He's always had issues. Hello, Kat. Um, they always have issues uh, creating, I think, you know, he's always hurt. Either he's got COVID or he's hurt. So I think that that is a possibility that he's gone. Um, so then it's a matter of trying to find out if Kai Havertz can play continuously and play well. Um, and Lukaku trying to come into form again after he had kind of been laid off and they went through that spell with Timo. I, I don't know. It just, it's a weird, it's a weird mix right now. And Chelsea just don't seem to be on the right foot and they need to be careful because Liverpool and city seem to be, uh, chugging along, and if, if Chelsea can't keep up, they'll just blow away uh, with the league, and it'll just be a two-team horse race. I think a two-team horse, two-team um, horse, yeah. two-horse race. Thank you. Um, <laughs> had some hard times with some words there. Thank you. You're an English teacher. Hey, man, I didn't have to teach today. Okay, his exams. I'm drained. Um, Matt no, I, agrees, though. Th- the <laughs> thing I worry about here is I do worry about. Uh, not that I'm calling for it said, but I do worry that, you know, the way Abrahamovic goes, uh, if Tuchel, not saying this year, but if, if it, the team looks this way next year, I could see to, uh, him getting rid of Tuchel. I mean, like Chelsea does not give time to managers at all. We're not Manchester United. Um, so, you know, it's, it is worrying that like, you know, win the Champions League. I mean, Robert, Roberto Di Matteo was gone very quickly after winning the Champions League. Tuchel, I think, as long as he stays in this top three battle where they're only like two or three points behind the whole time, I think that's a really good shot that he would stay for next year. But I also worry, like, again, selling players in January, if that's what they do with Pulisic, if – they have to offload Werner at some point. Like that's not what winning teams really do at this time of year because they're looking to add, you know, it's like, it's like baseball at the trade deadline. You know, you're usually not a seller. You're usually trying to buy and it would be kind of some problems. I think if they're offloading players and don't replace, you know, those type of, those type of players um, in January, if they get rid of some, because you want to make that like Manchester City. Manchester City is probably going to add some players in January because they just that's what they do. They just add people. Um, so I, I do think they wouldn't be able to keep up with that if that's what they do. And I just worry either Tuchel's going to get frustrated with the team if they can't do it, or Abrahamovich is going to get a trigger finger next year at some point and probably lose another world class manager. And you then you're running out of world class managers for Chelsea. But Matt, any thoughts on? Uh, Chelsea? Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> um, so Chelsea, mine's more statistic like based, I guess, because it, it felt like, and and the X, I don't know if it's like XGA or whatever, like it, it's the X goals against. They were outperforming like crazy, um, and that has a lot to do, I think, with Mendy was playing to an extent of his mind. Um, they, it, it did seem like there could be a chance at a point Chelsea was going to start giving up slightly more goals, um, more along the lines of like Liverpool in that instance. Uh, I, but I think when you mix it with how they score goals, I think there was always a chance you were going to run into a bad situation because 
while Chelsea has a lot of players scoring goals, it's a lot of defenders and midfielders. And eventually you need attackers that score. You know, like right now Liverpool have Liverpool's benefit is that Mane, Salah, Jota or Jota, they're all in like the top five in terms of goal scoring. So you have players that when you play them, you expect them to score goals. And even Firmino before injury was in the top ten. Um Chelsea are struggling with that, where when Ben Chilwell seems to be like your biggest goal-scoring threat and now he's hurt, eventually you're going to have games like the Burnley game where you dominate, but you just never get the ball into the net, really. And I think that's where you need to have a player that's clinically finishing. And even Lukaku's seemingly having some troubles with it, even even though he's just coming back. But even when you watch him play sometimes, you don't you – don't, feel like he's as big of a threat as he could be. And Werner obviously isn't much of a threat, it seems like. And when you watch him play, it's like Mason Mount, I know, is kind of mid between forward and attack, uh, attacker and midfielder. And he seems to be another big goal time, like big goal scoring threat. It just feels like everything is kind of crashing down at one time. And then you add that in with injuries and they're not getting Conte playing. And I know Kovacic has been out and Jorginho's had a few injuries. It just feels like there's a bad mix of things happening for them while also having certain areas kind of revert to the mean and what they would be expecting. So it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's something that I, I personally would debate firing Tuchel on, but I know that Chelsea's, board is very particular with that kind of stuff because I do think he is much better than any coach you could get. I just think he's either going to need to start finding some more clinical attacking players or change how they play because right now it's, it is a very defensive setup. They are very defensive and they're a defensive attacking way because Chilwell and like Reese James end up almost as attackers. They're higher up even than, Andy Robertson and Trent and everybody always talks about how attack minded they are, but with three at the back and, you know, two midfielders playing back, they have more people sitting back than most teams. So it's, it's a weird defensive attacking setup, but they're very much just hoping that they're hoping that their defenders and midfielders all of a sudden can create crazy goals. And I don't think that's a great sustainable approach, but they're doing it because their attackers aren't doing anything. It's, it's a, it's such a weird, it's a weird setup because I, I think, I don't know how I would fix it because I don't know what players that you could really do. And I don't think recalling Gallagher would be a good idea because he seems to be playing really well with palace. And in fairness to him, if, Chelsea are healthy in the midfield. I don't think he's starting. <laughs> so I, I think that would be kind of hurting his own development. Um, but yeah, it, it, I think they'll get, they will get through it, but can they keep up with Liverpool and city? If those two teams go on runs, like they've been capable of doing, I don't think they can yet because they haven't proven they can do it. City and Liverpool have shown they can go on crazy winning streaks like City last year went nuts. Liverpool went nuts uh, a couple of years ago. They've been capable of doing it, and Chelsea hasn't done it yet. So in, until you can see consistency with that, I do still think it's a Liverpool City. Honestly, I still think City won the league. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about City then. They've uh, 
came out of the uh, they've come out of it now. They're in first place. They were at one point, what, three points behind Chelsea, I think, or maybe two, but now they're two points up. They've only given up nine goals. They've scored 33, which is still less than Chelsea and Liverpool, but I would say lately it feels like that number has increased a lot. Um, while some of these, uh, you know, while Chelsea has kind of slowed down, as we talked about. But Logan, how comfort, how confident are you then, as a City fan, that this is uh, that you're on your way to another title here? Uh, probably overly confident. Only in speaking, just because Foden has been hurt, uh, KDB has hardly played this year, um, which has become a relatively uh, regular thing with KDB, unfortunately. But um, without the two of them playing, Jack Grealish hasn't really found his form at all. Um, with City. Uh, Mares has kind of slipped back into the, the fold too in the depth because uh, of Bernardo Silva. Um, but speaking of, I mean, it, it's been that, it's been just that, like the guys that have kind of fallen off the depth chart, um, like Zinchenko and guys like that. Um, Fernandinho has been replaced by Rodri completely now. Um, it seems like guys that have kind of faded into the background are just replaced by better players. Sterling's probably playing the best soccer he's played in a really long time, just got his 100th goal. Um, in the premier league. And then you've got guys uh, like Bernardo Silva, who's probably playing um, some of the best football that he's ever played. And, you know, he's right now probably top five or, you know, at least top five um, players and maybe the whole league or the whole uh, European system. So I think it's been fun to watch them. Joao Cancelo's played really well. Kyle Walker's played well. Um, They've got such a solid defense with uh, Diaz stones and Laporte. I mean, those are three world-class defenders, um, you stick Rodri in there, who's probably had some, one of his best seasons too. Uh, it just it is it's it's an interesting team to watch. I think they've gotten a lot better than they were last year too at this point, and uh, and that's scary for the rest of the league because this is the time of year last year where they kind of went on that run that Matt was talking about. Um, and I don't really see anybody stopping them right now, especially the way that that Chelsea's playing. Uh, I think Liverpool are really their only true matchup that they would have against. Um, and I, you know, I, I just watching them play. If they do go out in January and try to sign a striker, that could make things really interesting. I don't know. The false nine has worked so well that it's not like the, you know, the highest need on, on our list right now. But I, I would say in the summer, it's definitely something that they want. But I don't know. It, it seems if they do add like a, um, like a Holland or somebody like that in January that they, they keep talking about, um, it could get really interesting for the rest of the league. Cause I just don't know who else could contend with them. But yeah, I'm feeling really confident, especially now that uh, Chelsea's kind of stumbled up a little bit. And I don't know. I've always felt pretty comfortable with city playing against Liverpool. We already kind of got Matt's thoughts on that with him saying that he still thinks they win the league, but what do you, what do you think <laughs> about Liverpool, Matt? Any, uh, they're in second. <sighs> what are their chances here? They're only one point behind. Yeah. I, they're, they're not their chances are if if they compete city in April maybe they win because um, when you watch city city always look like I said they look like a they look bored city always look bored when they play but not in a bad way like they're like eh we're fine like if we need to we'll you know we'll score later um, for Liverpool I think the biggest issue with them could end up being Afcon if if that month of uh, January if that actually goes on. I keep reading stuff that people are pushing for it to get canceled with all the, um, not only COVID, but I guess there's like a civil war issue over there too. Um, so like, I know 
one of Liverpool's players was a prisoner of war earlier in the season. So that was interesting. But um, because in a sense of health, Liverpool are relatively healthy too. Like they, they only have two players out at this point. And it's Curtis Jones, who's probably like their seventh or eighth midfielder at this time. And Harvey Elliott, who is actually crazy enough, probably going to be back by January after having his like ankle snapped in September. Um, So health wise, you know, they're in terms of their team, they're a better team than the one that won the championship that they, they did two years ago because they have, you know, Tiago when he's playing, they don't lose. When he and Fabinho are, are playing, they've only given up one goal in like 16 games that those two have started together. It's, they have found pretty much the perfect mix of players to play. But I, I just, it, it's hard to ever think City drop points. So until when you watch it happen, I I legitimately could tell you right now that if both Liverpool and City won the rest of their games and it came down to that one game in April, it wouldn't shock me because I have watched those two teams do it before. But City are just a better team. So I, I, I do think in a sense of trophies, I could see Liverpool maybe grabbing the City Cup because City are out of it. Um, so maybe they win Carabao and I actually think they have a better shot at winning the Champions League than City because for some reason that's when Pep likes to, you know, play center backs at like wingers and stuff like that. Um, so I could see Liverpool winning that, but league wise, I just think City are too good. What would you rather win the league or Champions League? Uh, me personally, I kind of like the Champions League a little bit more. Um, but I also just think Liverpool's team sets up better for just like a two-legged mm-hmm. game. Um, and in fairness, if it came down to one game, Liverpool City, if they played against each other, I, I and that to me, that game's always a toss-up. Mm-hmm. I know Logan said he like, thinks he's got some weird confidence with it, but those two always play really close games, so I don't know why. <laughs> um, just cockiness. <laughs> So what I, happens when you have oil? We've owned you for the if, last. Uh, time. Uh, yeah, it. I, I actually have some weird confidence in regards to domestic cups this season too, because Liverpool's depth is, is actually a lot better than it normally has been. City's out of um, it, so you don't have. Any yeah, City's out of the Carabao Cup, so somebody has to win it. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. I it wouldn't shock me if Liverpool do get a couple trophies, but I just don't think it's. I don't think it's the league. I think until City have proven. That they aren't as good as they are, then right, City's the favorite to me. I will say one thing that Liverpool's got the advantage, like their goal differential. Yeah, it's just going to be so hard. I mean, I know City score a lot, but I mean, the rate at which Liverpool are scoring is miraculous. Um, and I, I mean, nine goal differential, <laughs> and we're playing one of the best seasons we've had in a long time. So uh, just the fact that they have that and they have Mo Salah, who's probably right now, currently. Uh, probably one of the best players, if not the best player in Europe. Uh, it's really tough to try to beat even, a Liverpool team, especially at Anfield. Say, yeah, I was going to say, even like um, you got like the last two games, they've won 1-0 both games, but XG-wise, it's like mm-hmm. their XG is close to six. So even the games that they aren't scoring as many goals, obviously, because the fact that they've only scored one goal back-to-back games is weird because they went on like a 17-game run of two or plus, two plus. Um, so it, 
even the games that aren't scoring a lot, they're creating and constantly having good attempts on goal. So it, it's really not been a scoring issue. For me personally, it's always the health of Tiago and Fabinho. If those two are healthy, I honestly go into the game not expecting anything less than a win. Because when they have played together, Tiago's never gotten to play City when he's been on Liverpool. He's always um, – or maybe he played them – last year but Fabinho was I can't remember the the second game um when they lost like 4-1 but one of those two guys was out due to injury but when those two play together it's like 16 games started they've won 15 they've drawn one and they've given up like one or two goals and it's because they control the midfield which is what Liverpool needs with how they play defensively and attack minded wise I heard a fun one this week. Uh, I think Manchester United, over speaking of controlling the midfield, I think it, they said uh, within a 10-second span, United hadn't controlled a 10-second span of the midfield for, like, I think 89% of the game or something like that. They they had the ball in the midfield and couldn't control it and got depossessed, or uh, they finally did get in the attacking third, but it wasn't long before that they got rid of the ball. It was like, that's their, shocking. Their midfield is bad. <laughs> they just don't control any of it. It's awful. Oh, they should have lost to Norwich. They should have. Yeah, they really should have. Oh, yeah, Norwich dominated that game. Yeah, they did. Ralph Ragnick era, Chris Armas era has led to a at least three straight wins. From what I see, yeah. they're up in fifth, one point behind West Ham. By the way, um, but as you were talking about the Carabao Cup. December 21st and 22nd are when those games are played. Arsenal faces Sunderland. Tottenham faces West Ham. Brentford faces Chelsea. And Liverpool face Leicester. So one of those teams will lift the trophy. And I think that, man, would that be fun if... Sunderland won? Sunderland. That's what I was going to say. Sunderland or like Brentford. West Ham or Leicester won. <laughs> Brentford would be unreal. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those. going to happen. If it's one of those four teams, that would be awesome because it's probably going to be Liverpool or Chelsea. Yeah, but think about it though. Just think about it and try to put that out in the atmosphere, manifest it because I think it would be a lot of fun and I think it'd be really cool if a team like uh even Leicester, right? They had won the FA Cup last year. They've won a league title and then they would win a a league cup, you know, that would be like it's European football, baby. <laughs> Yeah, they would have like a cool trifecta. Um, and then they'd have to try to go after like the Europa League or something. Um, they are starting to play well, too. Yeah. So maybe it could happen. James Madison finally looks like he figured out how to play soccer again. Thank so. God. Yeah, so West Ham are in fourth. Manchester United's in fifth. Arsenal's in sixth with 26 points. As they've kind of come on a lot lately, though they had two losses out of the last three. But they've they've been doing better. Spurs are in 7th with 25 points. Leicester in 8th with 22. So really, I mean, some of these teams are only 6 points or 3 points away from a top 4 finish, right? So that might be a little interesting. It really is just like 4th place down, battling out for that 4th place finish at this point. Then you have uh, Wolves in ninth with 21. Brentford in 10th with 20. Brighton in 11th with 20. Palace in 12th with 19, Villa in 13th with 19, Everton in 4th with uh, 14th with 18. They wish they were in 4th. 
Leeds in 15th with uh, 16. Southampton in 16 with 16. Watford in 17 with 13 points. And you have Burnley with 11. Newcastle with 10. And Norwich with 10. As Newcastle get out of the bottom spot, and Norwich goes back into it. Newcastle get to celebrate that 19th spot with going to Anfield on Thursday. Yes, they're going to get murdered. <laughs> and then they get to host City. <laughs> it's like a really bad – it's like that, and then I think – like a nightmare. Like, it's like Man United or somebody, and then Tottenham. It's that's, like, oh, my Lord. They have a shot at United. That's their last three uh, – their last three games of, like, 2021 are, like, mm-hmm. those three, and then they just got whipped by Leicester, who – had injuries and COVID. It's like, I don't think it's going to end well for them. They have a shot though. I mean, uh, when you look at Newcastle, they do face, like you said, they face um, Liverpool city United, and then they get Everton and Southampton. And both of those are winnable games for Everton. Or a whole other I was going to say Everton might, might end up down there in the relegation talk here soon. What are they? Eight, they have 18 points. I think something like that. Uh, they have uh, 18 points. Southampton, they have 16. No, no, Everton. Oh, Everton have 18, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're flirting with the bottom. I don't think they're getting near it, but like, I, they're flirting with the bottom disaster teams. That, But like you said, like we talked about in the beginning of the year, we've got a really tight race down there at the bottom. you got 16 and 10 separating the 15th through the 20th team. So. Yeah. It's, it, when looking really at it, it, it – when looking at it, like it, it doesn't feel like it would shock though if, if it's pretty much just Burnley, Newcastle, and um, Norwich. Maybe yeah. Watford get thrown in there over Burnley. I think Southampton have a real shot at go staying down there. Honestly, um, they like they could get wrapped into it. They haven't been great last year or this year. I think the bottom five teams are probably the ones you're looking at fighting. Yeah. Um, I think Leeds just need to get healthy, but they also just lost Phillips. For like two mm, months, yeah. And Bamford got hurt celebrating his like game-winning goal the other week or something or tying goal. Um, Everton are an issue, but and honestly, I don't think Rafa lasts much longer because they just look bad. I kind of don't understand how they beat uh, Arsenal. <laughs> um, even watching that game, they looked really good, which is why it was so weird to see them win, even though they looked really good. Um, but yeah, it's. It's not looking good for those bottom five teams. No. 32 goals Norwich have given up. That's nuts. Eesh. Two goals a game, right? That's definitely not good. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a very tight race at the top three. Some good stuff in the middle for top four, and then you have kind of a free-for-all at the bottom here, too. But clearly yeah. three teams that are worse than the others. Um, but if you're one of those other teams, you're you know just trying to hopefully stay closer to that top four point-wise than you are at the bottom-wise, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's kind of shaping up to there. where it's going to be a top three battle in regards to winning, and then you'll get your West Ham, United, Arsenal, Tottenham fighting for fourth to seventh, and then eighth through... 15th is just going to be no man's land. And then bottom five will fight for relegation. Yeah. Brentford has to be happy, though. Brentford, they, this is like ideal for them how bad those three have been. It's like, okay, this is good. 
And they've been really good. The bees have. I mean, not lately, but they're starting to play yeah. a little bit better than they were. Yeah, it's crazy strong. that Brighton is now below them, and Brighton for a down while is in the top four and six, and now they're all the way mm-hmm. down to eleven. You know, Brighton and Seagulls. Brighton have played. I feel like they've drawn a lot. Yeah, they've drawn eight games, which is actually yeah. almost the that ties them for the highest amount of draws with Burnley. So while it's not bad to not get three points, some you're better off winning a game one nil and then losing the two more instead of drawing or wait, no, if you were to win one game out of three or draw two games out of three, it, I mean, you'd end up getting more points from that one win. So I feel like they're kind of a, they're getting hurt by their own inability to actually get results. Anything else about these uh, teams here? I mean, let's look ahead and see what games are still scheduled, I guess. Uh, so, Norwich, Aston Villa tomorrow, and City leads the 14th of December. Wednesday has Brighton, Wolves, Burnley, Watford, Palace, Southampton, Arsenal, West Ham. Thursday has Leicester, Spurs, Chelsea, Everton, Liverpool, Newcastle. And then we have some games on Saturday, um, which we don't know if it'll happen. Manchester United and Brighton both have outbreaks. They play each other on Saturday if that goes ahead. Villa versus Burnley, Southampton versus Brentford, Watford versus Palace, uh, West Ham versus Norwich, West, uh, Leeds versus Arsenal, and Sunday has Everton versus Leicester, Wolves versus Chelsea, Newcastle versus City, Spurs versus Liverpool, and then we have uh, Boxing Day matches after that on the 26th. So they at least get a week off for Christmas and stuff. All right, any last thoughts on any of these teams? Not for me. I don't think so. All right, well, if you want to give us a follow, you can reach us on Twitter at Stoppage Show. Is that right? Um, it is Stoppage Show. There we go. Facebook.com slash Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Email us Stoppage Time Show at gmail.com or Instagram Stoppage Time Soccer Show and catch us there. And we will catch you all next time when we break down the midweek and weekend action. And look ahead to Boxing Day. So we'll see you next time. Kane has stolen it at the death. That's what he's there for. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show and listen to us recap the English Premier League from our perspective. We'll also be talking some Champions League and any other leagues that impact world soccer.